Hello again. Now, winter returns, Rodeo and as ever, it's slightly chaotic on the island. On the medical front, home visits are a challenge outside of the main roads. Paramedics must think, oh no, how are we going to get to such and such? I've been switching to remote or phone consultations in the surgery, but most of all in such conditions. Those unexpected icy patches on paths and pavements await the unwary. One slip and a wrist can be shattered, a hip cracked or a back crushed. Why these particular sites? Well, partly due to the type of bone present there. We carry several different types of bone within our body, but essentially our strongest bones contain compact material, rock-hard stuff. The neck of the hip, most of the backbones, the, the bodies of such, and partly the ends of your forearm bones, in particular the radius, the outer one, also contain so-called trabecular bone, material which is slightly softer, hence falling onto your outstretched arm, banging your hip, or even worse in some cases, just sitting there, and if thin or osteoporotic, the bones just crush, crunching, causing wedge fractures. Luckily, we have almost sailcloth-like strong ligaments lined up, protecting the front of the spinal cord, so injury to that bit is pretty rare in these circumstances. So, if you're going out in icy conditions, please take extra care. Proper footwear, perhaps a stick or a pole or two, that's your thing if you have to venture out in the first place. I see new NICE guidelines, the National Institute for Clinical Excellence. NICE guidelines this week have suggested adding semiglutide to the NHS medication list as an additional sort of tool in the losing battle versus obesity. As the obesity tide rises and rises, we're all going to be impacted, of course, in terms of gross expenditure in healthcare spending, be it diabetes, heart disease, cancers, mobility and joint issues, let alone the maternity services. Semaglutide has been around for a while, and we use it in the treatment of obese patients who have type 2 diabetes. It's one of several GLP-1 agonist chemicals so-called incretins that mimic several processes within the body that occur when you have eaten a meal, giving you that, oh, I couldn't eat another thing feeling. So you eat less, lose weight perhaps, up to 10% or more in a year. GLP-1s, glucagon-like, well, protagonists. <laughs> so... In this context, semiglutide seemingly will be used, if appropriate, for up to two years on the NHS within the context of a specific obesity multidiscipline service. On the island, of course, at present, we don't have such a service. <laughs> Referrals usually and typically being sent to the endocrine clinic for such things, and there is, of course, typically, again, a waiting list. So, some are heading to local pharmacies or online to purchase alternative GLP-1s. There are a few to choose from, but not all are appropriate nor available at the pharmacy and are given by subcutaneous injection in the most part. In the diabetes therapies, some are twice daily or daily or weekly and even orally, or not, it's a really tiny needle. Obviously, they come with a support package, packaging, marketing. Well, in other words, they're not cheap, often including a four weekly issue of the injections Anything from about 170 to about £195 a month. 
Years ago, we had a few appetites of peasants to choose from, but eventually they all fell by the wayside. <sighs> we had, well, Esther Ranson uncovered Harley Street overdoses of thyroxine, for instance. <laughs> we had various forms of amphetamines, often from across the good old United States bond, and these stumbled on the hurdles of side effects, eventually addiction to not say the least of the things that went actually on at the time. Uh, they're all a bit difficult, shall we say. We ended up with now the still available Orlistat. This medication, taken say three times a day, partly blocks your own lipase production from your pancreas. Lipase is like washing up liquid. It helps break up the, the bit of fat in your diet into more digestible sort of particles. So you absorb less fat overall, but you excrete a lot more if you eat fatty foods. Results, weight loss. NHS guidelines again suggest, I think, up to 12% per year weight loss. If it isn't achieved, then we usually stop prescribing Honestat. In practice, though, patients frequently pop in and out of substitutes. It's something rich and even slightly fatty. It results in rather unpleasant yellowish diarrhoea. Gripes and an unpleasant odour too. Yuck. The struggle versus obesity continues then. Unlikely to be even one, even slightly, as long as we have such highly processed foods readily available at affordable prices as our daily go-to eats. After a day at work, or with a hungry set of kids screaming in your ears for their grub, or needing a quick bite of something. Anyway, time to pop off. I'm feeling a bit peckish. Till next week. Cheerio.